Hello, Annie Trenders, and welcome back to your somewhat regular scheduled programming here on the Anime Trending Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Quok, here with just three people in total. Uh, let's start with Medi. Ah, I am Medi. Hello. Yes. And I'm Nico, and I kind of feel almost like an absence of, of presence for no Gracie and no James, but... Uh... I know, right? <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a noticeably quieter evening. I'm going to have to pull a little little weight yeah so yes. last week we did the mugen train episode i think um mm-hmm. and so now true to character james can't be on the podcast tonight because he is on a train as we speak train. Yes. <laughs> I, as we speak i hope that train is not possessed <laughs> yes i hope so too don't worry um they'll be protected by the hashiras and I forgot what they're called. Are they? They're not Survey Corps. That's from Attack on Titan. What are they called? Uh, Demon Slayer. Demon Corp. Slayer. Corp. Like that's literally is it. it yeah. Is, it <laughs> Slayer, is that what it's called? Hold on, Demon Slayer Corp. I need. Okay, sure. I need. To, is that what it's called? Think, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is called the Demon Slayer Corps. All right. Very good. Um. Anyways, uh, that was fun. Yeah, we had Demon Slayer podcast. If you had not listened to that, do check it out. Um. The the obviously for a lot of people worldwide. I know we have a lot of fans worldwide. Um. I'm sure you guys probably have seen it in your respective countries. The United States a little bit behind, but thankfully uh, things are getting kind of normal. So theaters were able to reopen. So a lot of people got to watch the show. And I believe it grossed almost $40 million so far today in the United States, which is pretty impressive. $40 million US dollars. So that's really good. Um, last night I decided to check how much Fate Stay Night Heaven's Field Part 2 and 3 made. And both alone in total made like 20 to 30, 20-ish million dollars worldwide. So for Demon Slayer to have double that it, for US alone is, is quite impressive. Um, nonetheless, uh, just doing a small podcast episode. It might be shorter than usual. Um, so what we're going to do is get some updates on what's going on in anime trending. Obviously, if you've been following our Twitter account, which you totally should, at any trends or look up anime trending, we are now doing Twitter spaces periodically. And it's towards the evening in the United States time, morning in Asia. Uh, we're still trying to decide how to do it. We're looking to do like a mix um, weekly thing where we get to tell everyone to watch an anime and then we do it like a almost like a book club where you discuss what happened in that episode. So we're trying to decide what anime we want to do. Obviously, Odd Taxi was mentioned and there's an airplane over my head, so I apologize. It is really loud. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick, it is actually picking up on my audio. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's okay. picking up very tiny in the audacity. Um, God, I'm getting hit by all the transportation. You talk about trains and now airplanes over my house. Um, anyways, we are doing some Twitter spaces, which is a really cool feature. It allows you to pretty much listen to us live. And I think one of the things we want to do is definitely some live podcasts, which would be really awesome. And the nice thing is we actually can allow people to join in and speak. So if you're tuning in, we can definitely hear some of your questions, comments, or maybe just some thoughts. So I think that's one thing we're looking to do soon. So do stay tuned to that. That'll be the live version of some of our um, podcast style things we're hoping to do. Um, but speaking of anime, um, we're going to do some recaps on some animes that we've all been watching. I know I started Odd Taxi. We're not going to do too much Odd Taxi because James loves Odd Taxi. But Medi, you've been watching it. I don't think, Nico, you are not. I haven't watched it. I... It's funny, my excuse right now was I was so preoccupied with some of the Netflix work that mm. I, I did not have enough time to talk about a lot of text. I'll, I'll talk about my bits 
in a sec, but oh yeah, we should get into that. But yeah, James Medi convinced me to watch Odd Taxi, and I'm caught up. And man, that that show is that show is something else. I feel like that's a show you you can't recommend to a uh like off the bat anime fan. Like I feel like this it's, is one that it's too big brain, too cultured for the yeah. average <laughs> anime enjoyer. <laughs> I feel like a bit like it's it's not what you expected for me. So the funny thing is, I watched it with a friend group, and we were expecting like comfy following you know japanese taxis because if you've ever been to japan the taxis are incredible like they have the doors that automatically open for you as you see in the anime so we're expecting like oh we're just following a taxi driver drive random people and then random people share their stories or whatever and then that's it but little did we realize it turned into this full-blown mystery multiple story levels lots of relatable moments because there's a character that does gotchas and you know it, it hurts you a little bit and overall, some fantastic voice acting. I know Medi and I have been over the moon about the cast. Oh yeah, but just the the writing is stellar. Like, oh p- yeah, partially in the dialogue, of course. Like I've already noted on a few occasions, there's been some hilariously specific wordplay and puns as far as mm-hmm. the Japanese mm-hmm. language goes. And it's it's almost a little upsetting that some of that doesn't translate to subtitles perfectly. But um, I don't just mean writing in dialogue, but also in, you know, the, the plot, everything happening. It's Rather than different little vignettes like Quack was going to expect, and I also thought I might expect going in of, you know, individual disconnected little stories, it's everything connecting, you know, in this this web it, it's like you're kind of solving a mystery i feel like anybody who enjoys listening to crime podcasts or watching that kind of television oh yeah like have a, buzzfeed unsolved or something yeah yeah it's like you would have a great time watching this yeah and like taking notes of every little thing you observe like no no character no no minute of screen time is wasted every character introduced like yes. is going to matter more than you expect and it's it's just brilliant. You took the words out of my mouth. Exactly what I was gonna say. Every scene has a purpose. You feel when you watch the first episode, you're like, okay, that's weird, whatever. But then as you watch from episodes, you realize, holy shoot, that thing that happened episode one is now relevant here. Yeah. And every little bit matters, and I think that's the incredible part. I'm also, and the, this is a show to actually enjoy weekly, in my opinion, because oh, yeah. you kind of like go back and digest it. If that made sense. Yeah, I feel like if I were to binge this, I mean, it's fun, but so many mysteries are fun because you pace yourself and you're left pondering and wondering yes. what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that would be lost on me if I were to binge it. And another benefit mm-hmm. of watching weekly is I always watch, you know, the opening and the ending sequence, and I kind of start to see if i can like galaxy brain some things being teased right in front of me and that i'm like what does this mean what does it symbolize is that the answer definitely but yeah that's a little tidbit of odd taxi hope that piqued your interest we're not going to talk too much about it because um the story is still ongoing at the time of recording the i believe eighth episode no Uh, that was only the seventh episode 
I kept seventh thinking, episode like, just came so out. much has mm-hmm. happened. I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh, that was only seven episodes. There's still I this know, many right? left. So <laughs> there's still quite a bit. So we'll definitely devote a podcast episode when we have James because he's a big fan of this show. And he literally just watched the latest episode on the train as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll save for that at another time. But speaking of other shows that are airing, uh, Castlevania Season 4 just came out on Netflix and Nick had an awesome time uh, interviewing some lovely folks at uh, Federator. Yeah, right? well, it was a studio powerhouse, right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really a studio powerhouse, so we got the opportunity to talk with um, some of the executive producers, including uh, Kevin Cold, who worked. Yes. I think he was mostly associated with Federator. Um, yeah, I believe so. And right. then uh, the brothers Adam or Sam and Adam Dietz. Um, and so I had two separate interviews there. We can send a link um, to some of the questions that went down. And that was a great time. And we talked about a lot about some of the season four, um, as well as one part we talked with when we talked with Kevin. Um, w- one of the things that brought up was some of the popularity of some of the characters. And that gave me an opportunity to uh, talk about some of the anime trending poll results from the Castlevania uh, result. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. yeah. And so... One of the things Kevin talked about specifically was like how um, the characters like Lenore and Carmilla have such a like divisive uh, fan base for some of them. Like some people really hate one or the other. And according to Anatrends, Lenore was number four on our list uh, from the viewers. Yes. So the top three were the main trio with uh, Trevor and uh, Sypha and... Uh, Alucard, not in that same order. I think mm-hmm. Alucard was number one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right, right. Video. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carmilla was number nine, and so I had the pleasure of Ooh. telling him, "Oh, uh, just letting you know, that's definitely true with our fan base because I think our fan base definitely prefers Lenore over Carmilla." Carmilla. <laughs> I mean, what what this is at its purest is a waifu war. It's like which team are you? Oh, yeah, hundred percent is. Yeah, purest waifu. Alucard is best waifu, obviously. Uh, I think that's the incredible part. I'm really wondering if we should. I, I, I want. I hope we can revisit Castlevania again because season four is now done, and a lot of these characters have been fleshed out to mm-hmm. to to an extent. And I haven't finished watching. I know a lot of people have said the ending was absolutely spectacular and just yeah. It, it it's a pretty crazy ending. Like both in the oh the, thank you the yeah climax, uh, which I think is like the ninth of the ten episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And, but then, like, the ending is in, you know, the resolution of the story is also kind of has, like, a wow, a couple wow moments. Oh, definitely. Yep. And that's what I'm curious to see if it affects the rankings. Um, if you haven't seen the full rankings, they are available on the Netflix anime YouTube channel, as well as our website. Click on the top Netflix anime. You should see the Castlevania results there. Uh, you can see the lovely Giguk and the anime man give a full reveal countdown and have a bit of fun with Castlevania. And yeah, the interview is very awesome. We have both interviews now available on the Anime Trinity News site. And I think one of the funny tidbits is as we're tra- transcribing it, um, Sam and An- Samuel and Adam <laughs> Dietz were talking about how they were doing a particular animation. And we thought, I thought they said crab-based sequence. <laughs> and we realized that it meant crowd-based sequence because in crowds, there are a lot of characters and drawing the intricate details is quite difficult especially in anime when we see large crowds often there's no face or their face is a little bit distorted and a little bit goofy sometimes 
So when we saw him talk about it, I was like, oh yeah, it's relatable. But for for quite a while, we thought he said crab-based sequence. But the, 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 the plot <laughs> thickens. <laughs> but the, the plot thickens if you watch part of season four. Lo and behold, uh, there might be some crabs that show up. We'll leave it at that without too many spoilers we, if you haven't we seen Castlevania. We were really Castlevania. doubting ourselves. Like, were they talking about crowds or actually about crabs? Crabs, yeah, exactly. That there's not just one crab. It's crabs with an S. So there's it's a yes. crowd-based, crab-based sequence. <laughs> exactly. There was just so much of it, which is wild. That was um, important. To- but yeah, definitely do check it out. It's, it's, really, it's really fun to talk to um, and listen to some animators, especially... Uh, a lot of them are aware of anime. I know, um, I believe it was Adam that kind of referenced how Castlevania became just so well-received thanks to all these overarching groups of fans like Castlevania fans, Dark Fantasy fans, anime fans as well too, mm, yeah. uh, fans of the video game. So it's really cool to see and hear from people who definitely are influenced by anime um, or have seen anime too and now make something based off a japanese game right castlevania was originally a japanese game right from uh, konami Mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken right yeah i believe so yeah so that might mean they might (laughs) no they're not they're gonna turn it into another pachinko machine i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into (laughs) konami parts because i'm like yeah they're gonna do something to like commemorate this right right but i'm not i'm not gonna go down that route konami fans i'm sorry that's suffering um (laughs) it is (laughs) i think one thing i remember who knows the original anime came out for season one. I mean, I feel like the buzz was so big that like I didn't I didn't expect to see so much of it like at the beginning. I think it was once like we had gotten wind of it at like Anime Expo or something that year it came out. It just oh yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, it's wild to see how far it's come, and it makes me really excited too because it kind of opens the door a bit. Um. Because in a way, the art style is very heavily anime-influenced too, right? Like, it could be passed off as an anime, but yet this studio is based out in Austin, and a lot of production primarily were in the United States. So it definitely makes me wonder, you know, the the boundaries are unlimited. Uh, Powerhouse is doing uh, oh, He-Man. He-Man. Yeah, Masters of <laughs> Yes, the they're doing He-Man, um, which is I think is incredible. And... Uh, what else started doing? Was it anime really? No, I don't think it was anime really. Oh, oh, um, um, Skull Island, which is based on um, King Kong. So oh. taking that King Kong concept, which is part of that monster universe, right? Legendary's monster universe, and Godzilla is is very big in Japan too. Um, so just to see them take their stab at Skull Island, which I believe it has been announced, and I should be on netflix if i recall so i'm really curious to see how they you know how they approach that because there's so many godzilla anime coming out <laughs> speaking of which literally today um godzilla singularity point which is a production by bones uh, yes the same bones behind Academia, mob psycho noragami and a bunch of really awesome anime and studio orange which worked on b star land of the lustrous and a ton of us uh, uh, 3d animation in, in a lot of animes that you might uh, might not notice but they've worked on as well too that's going to be coming out, I believe, end of June. I need to double check right now because I saw them made the tweet. One second. Uh, yes, yeah, June 24th. So that'll be available worldwide. So we get that Godzilla. And then you also have Pacific Rim, which is a, not quite Godzilla, but still like 
Kaiju, which was a production yeah, by Chimaco, right? um, Polygon Pictures. And that one's definitely way more Western influence because I believe um, Legendary was quite involved with that. Legendary Television was involved, but the animation was still done in um, in Japan by Polygon, primarily in, in Japan by Polygon Pictures. So very exciting to see because I thought, you know, like Godzilla's been around for a long time. Like that's the foundation behind Toho, which a lot of you may have be familiar is, is a very big Japanese film production distribution company. I mean, that's where their founding one is Godzilla, but now they're heavy-handed in a ton of anime. You might see their logo in front of Microdemia, for instance, or Haikyuu. They're, they're very involved with that. Um, heck, I think I think they even distributed uh, Your Name as well, too. I, a lot I of the yeah, Shukai's film, uh, right? Don't, don't they have the right? Pokemon mm-hmm. movies? Oh, yeah, the Pokemon movies, too. I'm going to forget that. Yeah, Pokemon movies. Dragon Ball. Um, Penguin Highway, Nisekoi, um, Mirai, also that anime. Um they do a lot of live action as well too, I believe. So yeah, uh, tons and tons of involvement in terms of anime. So it's very interesting to see a newer take on that. So that's what There's I'm excited about. There's a lot of too. money getting thrown at some of the, the production from that, and then like we even ha- we haven't even talked about like that other end where it's um, where Ano is doing all of his Shin series with the Shin Common Rider coming out. Oh yeah, duh. Yep. It, um, they did the um. I think he did some of the the Godzilla yeah, stuff did, that was on Netflix Shin too, Godzilla. right? I don't know if that's on if that's on Netflix itself or if the I don't Let think he had involvement up. in I guess the animated uh, Netflix Godzilla productions, but I know that there's even more like live action non animated uh, yeah. set. Like, yeah. it's a good time to be a Sentai fan. And if I, you... I was about to say, like, I saw some tweet going around, like, it's a great time to be a Sentai or Kamen Rider really or Kaiju is. or Tokusatsu. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call it, it's a great time to be that fan because that's going there. You got even uh, was it the new Gridman Dynasty yeah, yeah, came was, out. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was gonna ask if I can use this as the Diving boards to Please. jump off of. But my, my last, my last one. I'll let, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you finish. But the other good news <laughs> is that Samurai Flamenco will be leaving Crunchyroll, which is the best news you could get as a Sentai fan. <laughs> is it actually? Uh, it's, I, it's, got a, it's got an end date sometime. Um, yeah, it's there's a couple of those shows. Um, there's a batch. I forget which other ones, including like Durarara and like. Some oh, other yeah. ones. I forget which, which company uh-huh. oversees it all. <laughs> uh, Aniplex, I believe. So I, I, I failed to connect the dots here. Why is this good news? <laughs> Guillotine Gorilla. Excuse me? Okay, have you ever you have you ever watched Semi Flamenco? Watched Semi Flamenco. I'll yeah. give you like I, twenty seconds. It's great, but it's one of the worst it's... shows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's oh. like got some of the really fun parts of like being a Sentai like character where this this guy's yeah. like a rich kid who mm-hmm. just wants to be like a Power Ranger is like his whole life story. Pretty much. And so he goes around mm-hmm. trying to beat up like low level thugs to try to do this, and this detective is like, "Bro, you're gonna get yourself killed. This is this is dumb." And so the show does this for about like ten ish episodes where he's just fighting like kind of just low level street criminals until we get to guillotine gorilla who's an actual person mutated into a gorilla with a guillotine and people get straight up murdered and at that point the show escalates into actual superpowers (laughs) yes there's superpowers and it's so good it sounds 
eerily similar to the plot of the movie Kick-Ass, which I remember enjoying at some point. Yeah, like, it's, it, it is enjoyable, but it's also terrible at the same time. Like, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it other than, like, there's a... Like, honestly, the, sh- the, the way how I describe it is that it invented the term guillotine gorilla, which is when a show turns so hard it just becomes a new genre entirely for like the rest of the show <laughs> it's, it's a good expression because it's alliterative yeah exactly it's, it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. wow it's really wild uh so go go check that out you don't have much time left see i learned something do it today now. and i i did a favor to i'm sure some listeners out there who are like i don't get it by having this explained and now it's time to go watch Samurai uh, Flamenco. But first, <laughs> but but first, I want to talk about SSS. Dinozanon, which nobody else here is watching. In fact, I don't think either of you have finished Gridman. No, I'm on episode three of Dinozion. Oh, okay, that's good. And sorry, Dinozenon. There we go. Yeah, I've heard that pronounced a million different ways. It's it's pretty fun to test. And anyway, <laughs> it really is. Um. For a long time, I was saying, like, yeah, it's basically its own standalone thing. Uh, you don't need to, like, worry about Gridman. And that is still true, but the end of episode six threw me for a loop. And, oh. like, dropped a, like, tease of a cliffhanger that had me like, what? 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 Like, is, you know, are things connected? And... Like, Gridman already has a track record of being like, yeah, by the way, this is canonically shares the universe with Luluko. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, because Trigger. Yep, yeah. because Trigger's working on it. And yep, mm-hmm. having watched episode seven now and kind of the resolution or the reveal of that cliffhanger, I'm like, okay. it um, It's like a nice nod to the audience if you've watched Gridman. Again, I don't think it's necessary. It's still a standalone show, but... If for any reason you watched and enjoyed Gridman and haven't started Dinah's in on yet, like definitely get on that. I've been enjoying just for its crazy action shenanigans. I remember a lot of fans online were kind of losing their mind that it was a 6.9 on my anime list. I... And it was quite interesting to see uh, some of the reactions in terms of on the the net side. Yeah, it's crazy. Even like the other and one. That's, but... And that's the thing. You... And looking at the rating, like, it's not that bad. Like, a lot of people rate it, uh, obviously, overwhelmingly a 7 and 8, but because you have strong lows on the 6, like, a lot of people, it's quite lower than normal. What is sure. the reason people are citing for that? Because the animation sticks out pretty well, like, um, like See, the problem plus, is you're, you're, you're asking for a reason. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Is yeah. Because <laughs> there's, is, is there, like, nothing to start, like, a waifu war like we had in... Gridman, because like that was definitely there one is, of the most popular parts of the whole show. There is less I mean, of that. Um, that's true. There is a lot less of that I, because in well, Gridman you had Akane and yeah, Rika, Akane right? and Rika, yeah, which yeah, and um, in, in Dinazanon, in like the main crew, there's only um one girl, and in the villain squad, there's also Mujina, who I'm a fan of. But she's not mm-hmm. as like prominent as Akane was in Gridman. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I do know a, well, a lot of people just as a rule do not care for kaiju Togusatsu stuff, and 
in addition to that, there's a lot of people that just, as a rule, can't stand anything that looks even remotely 3D. Fair enough. Yeah, there's quite a bit of 3D stuff, so, so that does yeah, happen. I, I think, unfortunately, some people kind of, rather than seeing, rather than finding what is good and worth staying for, they just kind of see, like, a disqualifier and give up on the show as a whole, write it off. But even if you don't care about the big, you know, robots, monsters fighting or whatever, like, just the character, like, stories and... Yeah, I mean, the characters and story alone are worth watching. Even, like, the fighting is never... Like, doesn't take up most of the episode time, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit of character story development, so I think that's one of the things that caught my eye, too, is... It's not your traditional characters, too. Like, you watch the first episode, and you're like, wow, this girl's kind of a jerk, just leaving our protagonist out to dry, and she enjoys just being that person. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about both Gridman and Dinozanon is the way they uh, direct some of the dialogue. It's actually kind of like um, on Taxi, where at times... A little bit, it's yeah. surprisingly, like, snappy and quick, but... Yep. It can have mm-hmm. a really realistic feel to it, which mm-hmm. I mean, when you're watching something in a foreign language, isn't always as apparent. But yeah, good stuff. Go watch Dinazion as Medi would like to endorse. <laughs> it's so weird now that I'm finally at that point where I can kind of scroll through the Mal list to see like what the scores are kind of being across the board. Like I think another one that sticks out. I think Mars Red is like another one right now at six point eight. Which I'm oh, yeah. so surprised, but also not surprised at this score. I'm like, I'm, I feel... I'm not at all surprised because, like, I I half jokingly said Odd Taxi was like, oh, too cultured, too big brain for you know the average person. I think Mars Red, like, absolutely, is just not easily digestible. Yeah, like Odd, Odd Taxi is a seven point eight. That's like a high eight. That's not even at that like oh, wow. seven tier. So yeah. like. Like, Mars Red is, like, a full point below at that point. And I remember watching the first couple episodes being like, wow, this was really visually stimulating. I was really intrigued by the choices and the backgrounds and, like, the actual visuals at play. I just didn't get what I watched half of the time. And, like, I think that that's, like, that is, like, the pitfall where if no one can, like, cleanly understand what the heck was going on, then, like, too big brain and it just gets written off like that and, and i don't know is that is that fair for this show or well yeah that, that's the thing. i've still only watched the first episode myself and it's on my list that like i really ought to watch more of it but i i will say up front like it's kind of daunting if i want to sit down and watch it it's like okay i need to give this my attention and like think real hard <laughs> um Gracie's watching this, right? We'll definitely be able to oh, yeah. hear her yeah. thoughts soon. So it, it, it's such a fine line to to ride with things that are like, and you have to be very honest to yourself as a viewer. Like, if you're watching something, you're not really mm-hmm. enjoying it. You're like, does this, like, am I not clicking with this because it's doesn't make sense? Like, because it's bad, or do I just not get it? But I can still appreciate that there's something to right. it. Like I, I, I right. will be. There are a lot of classic, like critically acclaimed anime, like 
uh, Serial Experiments Lane comes to mind. Where, yeah. To be, mm-hmm. to be fair, I yep. only watched mm-hmm. it in a group setting, <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't very immersed. But another one that comes to mind is like, um, also, yeah, like a group or a club setting. I watched like the first three or so episodes of Mushishi, and I'm like, I kind of see ah, what's Mushishi, going yep. on, but like, it's not for me. Like, I respect it. Right. I think objectively, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. probably about as good as people say, but like, it's not for me. Um, but th- then there are shows where they don't make sense and you can either write it off a little too easily when there's more to it that you're not willing to see or yeah. it just doesn't make sense and is actually bad but you're convincing yourself that you like it and that it's smart <laughs> yeah i think it's easier to fall into that category because it's like that if i don't also get it maybe i don't understand like was this actually good or not like but i think right. one thing that kind of sticks out to me is like a show that is like not good but is so pretentious that it thinks it's like the smartest show ever and the two that like stick out to me from recent years was perfect insider and um that perfect the bone insider. show i've said multiple times like i hate oh, the show so oh, much the beautiful bones i hate beautiful bones because it's just like the show constantly oh, is saying my... this is the smartest show you're gonna be watching today <laughs> trust yeah. me and i'm like a beautiful bones no, investigation yeah yep. it's it's that not show, yep. and it's just why um so i guess going going back to like maybe the um what i wanted to say was like with mars red is like the fact that it's like a lot of the plot is based on a bunch of stage plays that the viewer may or may not actually Correct. know. Like, so I yeah. feel like there's almost like, is there a barrier to like entry just to understand what you're watching? Well, and I was talking about this exactly with, um, I might've been talking about it with Gracie for some reason or another, but it, it's like the difference between good and bad is like, does more knowledge make something better to you? Like you get more or does it make it right. worse? Right. Because it's like, worse by comparison <laughs> it's, it's and the kind of tangent too is like the anime to your eternity i didn't know what i was getting into i knew it was by a signed voice author but then watching you're like holy shoot but if you've already read the manga and know what to anticipate i wonder like how much that that affects experience obviously it's one thing to read it through you know book form and have that suspense and how they you know present the story and to your eternity is, is quite a bit of a a roller coaster but then to see an animated form like how much of that you know affects affects it for you right the, the animation did such a good job that it still moves you or because you've already read the manga like does that affect you in a bit if that makes yeah, sense I, I think for to your attorney i think what it does well is like even if you know what was coming like for the first couple episodes like especially in episode one like in particular i think we've oh, yeah. before, but <laughs> it's like yep we've you talked, could yeah. know what was happening you could have already experienced it through the manga and i feel like the anime adaptation still like hits hard Probably, yeah. if not harder than the original harder <laughs> material which is why I, I honestly think to your eternity is probably like the probably the best adaptation this season overall. Um, and that's kind probably. of what I, it's a big argument in favor of like spoilers, not ruining things is really good content. It's about the journey, not the destination, you know, mm-hmm. there's yep. exceptions where like, there's the thrill of a mystery, like, if somebody spoiled everything about Odd Taxi from the future, I would be pretty upset. But I also know when I am done with it, 
I might enjoy rewatching it because I get to like recontextualize everything. You miss some of the small things, yeah. Like watch back and like, oh, I noticed this and that. Yeah, it's overall a lot of a lot of really good shows, man. I'm looking through the list as well too. This season feels strong, but also it's like it depends on what your cup of tea is too as well. It, it really does. That's that's what I'm noticing with the the shows that I have decided to stick with or drop or just not even start. It's like I know that a ton of them are good, but what I have been keeping up with is like has some specific allure to me or just you mm-hmm. know prior investment you, you can never beat the sunk cost like i already Alice, follow and yep. know this franchise <laughs> it's a sequel or yada yada yep a funny case too when you mentioned that like for me i'm watching super cub with the friend with the same group of friends that's watching odd taxi and we're also watching i've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level mm-hmm. and both shows if you watch on your own like it's okay. It's calm. It's slice of life. No big deal. Um, but then when you watch in a group setting, it's it's very very enjoy- enjoyable. Like we all press play and boom, we watch it, and then so we get to see the things that happen. And with Super Cub, for instance, there's very little dialogue. It's very focused on the character, which is uh, Koguma, who's just a second year high schooler, and she eventually gets inspired to buy a cub for some reason, which is a type of motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's, it's Honda Super Cub. Like, there's Honda sponsorship plastered everywhere. Uh, I should like stress, Tiger and Bunny, which I think is really Honda funny. Exactly, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but even then, it's like, oh, what made it more enjoyable is we have, we have some people who are actual, like, motorcycle fans, and they do ride. So it's really fun to watch that show and, and enjoy it. And then with slime too, it's like it's it's comfy, it's pure comfy, like pure comfiness. You think something dramatic happens, but no, it's all resolve and, and just pure enjoyment. So you may not enjoy it on your own, or if you're this is not what you're expecting, but it's those kind of shows that I've noticed that are also out this year, uh, this season, which could be a good thing too, because even if it's something that you is not your cup of tea, you might find something that you might you might like. Yeah, I mean, watching anime, it's or watching any type of media is it's a very social experience that's literally why Definitely. we're here <laughs> you know recording talking this. about and it and telling if you you're listening to a podcast about media you consume instead of just consuming that media itself then chances are you feel the same way mm-hmm. and that's what i'm that's what i can mention beginning which is why we're excited to do a twitter space spaces excuse me apparently there's an s in that um it'll be a much more interactive way that we get to enjoy and who knows we're hoping to be able to record it i know twitter has hinted at allowing you to record in the future so that could be something we can do and i think that's gonna be a very fun experience um i mean we've had a lot of fun with it we've done two Mm -hmm. like random um just in the moment twitter spaces to just have fun so um and we've talked about odd taxi during the during that session and we've talked about some anime news as well too so i'm very excited to see that and i'm i know we're gonna be starting like halfway through the season but i'm most excited to when summer comes that we can finally like pick a show and be like yeah. all right everyone go watch a show we're gonna we're gonna meet and have fun and part of me is leaning to speaking of which part of me is leaning towards i know i'm getting ahead of myself there's an anime that was recently announced called the case study of vanitas mm-hmm. which is apparently written by the same author as pandora hearts and it takes place in like 19th century Paris and it deals with like vampire and steampunk themes. Oh. So I'm really, really excited for that um, that show. And it looks really good too. Well, I'm not surprised it's by Bones. <laughs> animation Bones. Studio Bones always impresses me with their animation style and adaptation. Um, 
especially when they just finished SK Infinity, which came out last season. And right now they're doing both Marcademia Season 5 and Godzilla Singularity Points. So I'm really excited to see how they do that show. Um, but yeah, like there's some good shows coming out next season as well, too. And I'm looking forward to just being able to talk with people. Because this is one I think might fall under radar because a lot of people are looking at... You have Slime coming back, uh, Season 2, Part 2. You have um, My Next Life as a Villainous, which I think we should probably do because of the Oh, is that really history. coming? That's right. That's, yeah, Season 2, yeah, it's coming out in July. Uh, My Next Life as a Villainous. Um, all routes lead to doom, so Katarina could make history again with her cup on shipples. Um, even more, uh, fans who miss, miss Kobayashi Maid Dragon, Season 2, that's coming out. And those who enjoyed um, Irregular at Magic High School, there's a spinoff series called The Honor Student at Magic High School, which I believe follows um, Miyuki Shiba, which is the sister, as well as her crew. So they're doing anime adaptation of that. That's coming out um, as well. And those who enjoyed Mushoku Tensei, that's coming out too. Um, I, I just... What else I'm, is I'm, there? I'm looking. Higurashi's coming back too, right? Yes, yes I believe Higurashi, Higurashi right? is coming in the summer. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. before, you know how when Mehdi said, oh, watch Dinazeon, it's it's totally fine on its own. I made that mistake and I told James to watch Higurashi go with Higurashi. Being like, oh, it's totally, a, it's totally a reboot. We could totally go into this without any spoilers. And it's a complete continuation. Wait a minute. Hold on. Gotta, gotta slow back. Oh, but yeah. I know we're still over a month and a week out till... The next season starts, but I'm already getting excited. I'm enjoying this season. I, don't get me wrong, but it's always nice to look what's up ahead. Another show that I'm personally excited for is called Aquatope of White Sand. It's by PA Works, and it's the same director uh, and studio behind um, Na- Nagi no Sukara, or also mm-hmm. known as... Um, Alola in the Sea, I think. Alola by the Sea, yeah. That's correct. I love that show. I really enjoyed it. And it was just beautiful. Um, good music as well, too. So I'm curious to see how they handle that. Oh, Lola Sea was produced by PA Works? Because I always see it, like, passing yeah. through my mm-hmm. Netflix recommendations, but never clicked on it, because I was like, I never had heard anything about it when it was... Yep, it's PA Works, so do check it okay. out. I- I've heard mixed mm-hmm. things about it. I had one friend in particular who watched it and mm-hmm. said it was good, recommended like... <laughs> it, but then kind of, like, it wasn't ever exactly the top recommendation, so I never bothered to watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I heard some less than stellar reviews. I don't know. Okay, so... It's twofolded. It's twofolded. You, um, I don't want to get too much into that. Show. <laughs> There's also the thing. The story, the story changes quite a bit halfway through, which is why it definitely erred some people. And also, obviously, there's a lot of female protagonists involved. So obviously, best girl is not. It does things don't always pan out the way they are. Um, long story short, it, it deals with the story of like humans. That the story is that humans used to live in a sea. So you have people who have been given like godlike protection that can breathe underwater but unfortunately there's not enough of them so their school gets shut down so they have to attend school on the surface and mingle with people on the surface so you know there's a little bit of stigma there's a bit of that drama um and then something dramatic happens halfway through that really really messes up the story in terms of like where you expect it to go it becomes less of a slice of life uh fantasy uh drama show into more a little bit fantasy definitely heavier on the drama side um then again it's been quite a while so I have to rewatch it before I can remember. And the because it's the same director and I think the same scriptwriter with this other Aquatope show, which we don't know too much about other than I think a girl works in aquarium. <laughs> um, that's all we know. <laughs> I'm I'm interested. 
I, I, yeah, that's honestly, what I'm I, I love to, the yeah. like niche working slice of life things, and when it's has mm-hmm. to do with animals or pets or anything in particular, I'm like, I'm in. There you go. Yeah, it's promising for me um, because I do focus in a lot on the script writers because usually they they do quite of important work in terms of the story flow. The script writer working on this PA work show also did the script writing for um, Chihaya for season two and three. Um, Cells at work. Um, Orange, uh, Orange anime, Orange Mirai, as well as uh, Suki Ga Kere, which is was one of our anime of the year shows as well too, which a lot of people really enjoyed because it took <clears throat> the slice of life genre in quite a different, very different way too. I'm looking at the list, but yeah, and um, I do see Kageki Shoujo is listed. Not to be confused with Shoujo Kageki Refuse Starlight. Oh, yes. But I see that title. Line, yes. Huh? I double take. The, I, the source material does predate uh, Starlight, so it's not exactly, you know, ripoff or anything. And I imagine they will be. It will be quite different in uh, style or direction, but the mm-hmm. subject matter is still, hey, here's theater high school Takadazuka Refuse. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm interested just by default. <laughs> I have to give it a chance. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's coming out too. So we will see how that goes. Not too much buzz in terms of us. The nice thing is when we get to share news, we get to see, I get to kind of see what people's thoughts and opinions are. Oh, yeah. Not too much buzz on that, but mm-hmm. who knows? Like We've been surprised before. Like, I remember, like <laughs> I'm looking at this list again. It has Wonder Egg priority, obviously, here, because a special yeah, edition comes out at the, the end of June. Edition, so we'll is the that what they're calling the final episode? episode being... Because yeah, it's going to be part issues. of the <sighs> I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, production issues. Oh, yeah, Shaman King. Uh, or did Shaman King already start? It's already started, but it's only available in Japan right ah, now. Um, Netflix will be streaming that's it. That's right. It's but quite. since... Mm-hmm, so, but since we saw the news uh, that we announced earlier today, uh, well, was announced earlier today and, and mentioned earlier, Godzilla Singularity Point also started this season. Since that's coming out end of June, I imagine some of Shaman King should come out soon as well. Um, that's going to get a lot of episodes. I believe there's like going to be almost 52 episodes. So I do hope Netflix does break it up and we get like like 12 episode batches or something. Mm-hmm. On the movies, and that one's a reboot. <laughs> Looking at through the list of some of the movies that are coming out in Japan, we have. I I know that there's, same movies. Yeah, there's the. Um, this is not going to hit the states for a while, but now there's the Fgo Solomon movie is coming out. In, oh yeah, in July. that's going to take a while. But... It'll take a while to come out, but I yeah. know that one is going to be like the next big adaptation because people really want mm-hmm. the Fgo animated series to get into the Lost Bell arcs. Um, yeah, so that's. That just the I believe the second film. These are two films. One is one is um God the title is really long, but it's Fate Grand Order, the movie, Divine Realm of the Round Table, Camelot, Wandering Agaterum. Agaterum? A G A T E R A M. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about Agaterum. the the Camelot one, because the Camelot they have the two parts, because that's like they're, yeah. they're, they're adapting this in such a weird spot. So you have the first thing they adapted oh was, you're right you're doing the solomon one yeah so like july right right, right, right was right. it the the show came out before the first um before the first camelot movie came out because they did babylon right they did babylon, which is the arc right. immediately mm-hmm. after is... babylon they went to readapt camelot one and split that into two movies and now there's an mm-hmm. announcement they had for the solomon, solomon which is yeah. like supposed to be end of 
part one of the Efco story. Um, right. That's correct. So they're, they're kind of jumping around. It's like they went Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, New Hope Part 2, and then Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like what bit, it yeah. feels like jumping around. Because they were like, oh, wow, this is a lot of money. Let's just adapt the arcs that were good and ignore all of the terrible arcs. And speaking of which, is, uh, Ilio Prisma is also... Uh, it was getting another anime oh, nice. tooth later this year as well. So <laughs> there's a the lot. One I think there's that a stuck lot. out to me was that the new Mamoru Hosada movie is going to be coming out in Japan. Oh yeah, uh, Bell. Bell. I believe it's is it Bell? Yeah. yeah. So it almost looks like they're going to mix Beauty and the Beast, but then somehow, based on this poster, it will become the Digimon movie again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. If he does it, I think that's okay for me. I enjoy the game. <laughs> he just, it'll be 30 times. You're just like, all right, this is your... All right, this is where we're going. Um, yeah. Heck, if it if it's good... I mean, it's not like... I don't think he overmilks it too much. Like, it's good. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy his, uh, some of his work. Like, I really liked um, Wolf Children. Um, mm-hmm. And Girl, Girl Who Left Your Time, I think, was, like, one of the more... Oh, yeah. Movies, I think, a good at the one, time. too. But... Um, yeah, I'm, like anything that the, the, the guy produces, like I'm always, it's always on my radar. So I'm looking forward to this whenever it hits the states. Same. Uh, there's a lot of movies now scheduled too. So you got that. You got, I think Seven Deadly Sins is getting an end movie. Gintama has that there's movie. The the the, um, the 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 Starlight movie is coming out. Oh like, gosh, I have like <laughs> no time. And then on top of that, I started Invincible this week. Which is not even oh, anime, but it's anime adjacent, <laughs> so it's close it's, enough. It's yep. technically as anime as Castlevania is. Yeah, but I love it, and it's <laughs> yeah. amazing, and I want to talk about it for like I've heard minute. really good things. <laughs> yeah. I first just saw the memes, and I have watched the um, very spoilery scene about uh, the, the very Oh, yeah. yes. The okay. Memes, yes. I haven't finished it. I'm like about four episodes in. It's a, They're pretty long format episodes, like 45 minutes each. Um and by this point, I've watched so many of these superhero deconstructions that I'm kind of like, oh, this is like Watchmen or The Boys and stuff. And I really love what this one does, I think, with its own identity. Um, the voice acting direction is great. The bits are hilarious. It combines so much humor in very subtle ways for me that I was just like, I'm laughing at these bits. And then there's also like kind of moments of like intense violence that I, I was personally not expecting. And I think even if you, again, go into it, knowing some spoilers about kind of the nature of the show, I think it does leave like a really shocking impression, regardless of whether or not you got spoiled on it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like, mm-hmm. we just said, you know, it's, it's about the journey, not the, yeah. Uh, well, the main, yep. yeah. Cause this, the main protagonist is voiced by Steven Yuen and the other protagonist for Omni Man is voiced by the lovely uh, J.K. Simmons, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because he's also got the mustache. So it's like that he's done this whole <laughs> superhero full circle, being J. Jonah Jameson, and then yeah, yeah. then being Tenzin from Legend of Korra. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't. Absolutely. Oh my god, I love the voices. I, in this. I, I recently saw him in what was that movie called? Palm Springs, I think, which mm-hmm. was a fun time. Just a live action thing, unrelated, but he was pretty hilarious in that. Yeah, so I, I... oh, they're, so they're releasing episodes every week. Okay, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's right. It, wait, uh, so Invincible's not okay, okay. done. It is. I think it, it, it's got to be done at this time. Like it's season. only like eight or nine, eight or nine episodes for the first season. 
But I think once, like, episode seven or, like, the episode came out, um, they immediately renewed it for, like, two more seasons. Yeah, Because it's it's not, like... So it's it's done now? It's, yeah, it's done. Um, Yeah, wait, it's been done since April 29th, so we're recording this podcast towards the end of May right now. Which makes sense, because the meme has been around a couple weeks at least couple weeks yeah but i feel like it's been it's increased in terms of memes i think people are finally getting oh, exactly. to that, that's now. that's like, the nature yeah. of yeah things like that yeah i thought it's well, really funny and yeah they're they renewed it for uh season two and three already if I'm not so mistaken, there's gonna be more they released like a few episodes at the start of the season and then one a week correct which was really interesting correct. model a lot of people praised and that's okay that's you know, since this podcast has been all over the place, which is the intent of this show anyways, um, I didn't expect it to actually last this long uh, because we're talking about random things. I do want to definitely spend a podcast on that, but that's an interesting model that Amazon's doing, which is they'll release yeah. three episodes and then one a week, obviously. They did that with another show called um, The Boys Season 2, which was which received some flack from some fans as well too, but a lot of people enjoyed it because it allowed people to keep talking about the show and lo and behold, we see that that's evident with the Invincible, uh, which is I'm seeing these memes as straight up even with, within our team. We're like, can we make this meme in anime? Like, I don't think we quite can. <laughs> oh, I've seen. <laughs> I'll it. leave it at that. Thank <laughs> you. I, I, I think the, mo- the most on the nose skin of that meme was um, somebody putting Endeavor from Hero Academia over Omni Man. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> um. That's really funny. But yes, but that's the thing. Like when you do a weekly, you get a lot of retention. And then you have Netflix, which is doing this model where they're releasing it in one batch, which I get, which is so allowed them to dub it into different language and subtitle it. And then you have Disney, which has intentionally been doing it weekly. And they are also doing anime, which I actually published um, a small little insert on the um, Anime Expo's uh, Project Anime where they asked about predictions. And I, my prediction right now is that I think Disney's going to get really involved in anime um, and they already they announced it uh, bef- uh, before I made the publication that they were doing like ten quote unquote episodes or films. They didn't really specify it, but they said it was going to be anime and will be made from Japanese creators. What that means or what these episodes or th- series or whatever is going to be, we don't know yet. Um, it was during this like it was random because it's like this corporate. I, forget, I think it's just like the VP or something. It was like we're get, we're making ten anime from the awesome creators from Japan. I'm like what <laughs> like where did this come from so um and, but that's the thing disney's not foreign from japan like they are heavily heavily involved in japanese production um in japanese ips i.e the most prominent one kingdom hearts and another one which is really popular in japan called twisted wonderland uh, literally called disney twisted wonderland which is a japanese mobile game distributed between funny enough aniplex which we just talked about right um and that game is doing really well right now because they took the villains like the different villain groups and made them into like the shoujo style boys <laughs> and stuff like that like you're into school or kind I of thing the, i can hear the money yeah. from here it's for, for, for one it's, like, <laughs> it's not quite an otome game but that's definitely the audience they were going for yeah mm-hmm. well that, that we, and i we think talked about it, we always described it as like the disney otome game yeah which like, is what a lot yeah. of people thought it was but then if i remember i read some disappointed it, it, fans it, it, that it, it didn't oh, like, yeah. really like yeah it's i think it became a rhythm ish game I really think. like adventure rhythm game i have to double check i don't quote me i'm pretty sure we're gonna get yelled at on twitter later um well, but the big like appeal for this too was for the gameplay anyway <laughs> hey, you never know <laughs> um 
the the big one with this is the character designer uh, for the mobile game is the author of Black Butler in the the manga Black Butler. That's Black why a lot Butler. of people were anticipating. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry ba- Black Butler. Excuse me. <laughs> Black Butler. There you go. Um, will it get released in English and worldwide? Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's we're approaching over a year since the game came out, and then eventually FGO came out. So who knows? The other thing to keep in mind is they have like um, a million IPs they could be doing that that we don't know if it's just going to be like a Marvel or Star Wars anime branch or if they already have animation like with their Bad Batch show for Star Wars or it could be like a completely different IP that maybe anime format would make it excel in like I don't know for some reason right. I keep thinking and- they're doing like some sort of Tron project and I don't know if that's just because that. Disney World is opening the Tron roller coaster and they're probably like I don't know if they, like they, that means they have to do something to keep Tron relevant again in people's minds but I don't recall, um, mm-hmm. but I'll have to double check on that. I don't think there's anything animated per se for Tron, but they definitely could. That, that's just my crazy. like crazy prediction that I don't expect it to be true, but I'm going to say that I called it first if it is true. <laughs> because they did Tron Legacy, which was a manga for a few chapters, if I recall. So, and it was by the guy who did um, some stuff for Gundam, like the mechanical Gundam stuff. But don't quote me. We'll have to double check on that. <laughs> but who knows? Like I said, I really, and I think we'll definitely reserve a podcast for that where we just talk about, I think, anime and globalization because anime is everywhere now. I mean, heck, even Amazon had anime when we're talking about Invincible, right? So Amazon's been very involved. Villain Saga, that's the best example to, to come to mind right now. The, the, the funny is thing on about Amazon like how, only. Um, I guess how mainstream anime became is that Amazon gave mm-hmm. up on having a like separately named anime strike brand and just, you know, oh, adopted it into Keep their, that in mind. Yeah, it was double paywall, but they also realized like, oh, it's okay to just put it on like a regular streaming platform because a lot of people will watch and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, but it is what it is. But yeah, uh, nonetheless, um, any final comments, gentlemen, before we wrap up this podcast? Jeez, on on what even? I, I, guess, I don't know. There's I know, like, right? We've talked so, so much, much today. Um... <laughs> Oh gosh, what's the next thing I'm gonna watch? I don't know. I've got to like catch my breath right now. <laughs> I know there's so much. There's so much. There's so much anime. I, it was funny to today. I think Mother's Basement released a. Um, oh, we did. Episode a video on is there too yeah. much anime? And, and I haven't I, watched I it yet. Know but that, you know, the short answer is yes. <laughs> At least yes. if you ask me, <laughs> I haven't watched this video yet. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know, I maybe we Life have this conversation well. like every season about oh wow like for the last like th- two or three seasons in a row we're like wow this is the most stacked season I've ever seen but like this one I'm like actually no joke <laughs> <laughs> again this is what I've been saying for the past like several I, years not even just seasons what do I call it do I call it quality creep is it like because like there's a lot of really <laughs> good shows like next to each other which is why like some of these like. 6.8 scores on Mal. I'm like, is this just like kind of biased? Because, like, if let's say Vivi, which is like fantastic, well, is that like uh, your 8.5 at this rank? And then the other ones are like 
not as good, but still, like, in that same range of, like, this is extremely enjoyable to me, like. You, you could argue that an increase in quality has, like, increased people's standards, but it's also that just everything is to fight for your attention so much more. So <laughs> if you sat mm-hmm, down right. and watched, like, one or two really good shows this season and really spent your time appreciating them, you'd be like, wow, these are really good, but. There's so many to keep up with that even when something's really good, right. you're like, okay, I got to watch the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. I think that's going to be a tough part with seasonal anime, especially on Mal as well too. You may watch one episode, give it a rating and move on. So oh, uh, it's yeah, a, and many people don't quite actually finish. So yeah. how much of that rating is people who've finished as well? I know they've been working on the algorithm and trying to fix it to, to deal less with, um, review bombing because i know there's been unfortunate instance of that but you do encounter the issue like how much is is you know one person who say they finished it versus one who hasn't so it's definitely a challenge i think for sure um it's it's not to the fault of mal too because the, the whole point of mouse is to track your list and ratings and see what other people think and then lo and behold you get you know you you get your rating and numbers but also um nowadays numbers is everything it's fans are fighting for attention so people would go through quite lengths to you know review their things and I mean, whatnot it's, it's as kind well of the show we run here too with our charts <laughs> same thing as well yep exactly it's it's one it's, it's one metric out of many you know there's not going to be one that defines it all but the hope is that it provides the way and guidance of like oh look you know this anime was well received like for us 86 86 this week came out of nowhere i forgot to do chart check oh well this is your ah. quick chart check at the end <laughs> 86 86 right it is number one this week but fruits basket took number one last week and our top four have been quite consistent between fruits basket vivi and higehiro right mm-hmm. but then you have this also in shadow house shadow's house coming out of nowhere now taking fifth and the top 10 has changed quite a bit. Uh, Mark Demia and Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro fell the, from the top 10. Isn't Zombieland While Saga? Zombieland Saga. Yeah. Yep, Zombieland Saga entered. Yep, and Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent also entered the top 10 this week. So, But these are all like good shows in their own way. In the past, when we did our top 10s, usually the top 5, like those are the solid. Like that's it. Right. And then the 6 to 10, 10 were like okay shows. But everything on this list is really good in his own right which is incredible so in a way the top 11 to 15 is also really strong too because you have moriarty to page drop part two which a lot of people have been enjoying that's also there as well um it's, it's an interesting situation i think we'll definitely spend our time with podcasts and heck that could be one of the topics we do in twitter space in terms of like quality versus quantity kind of thing and or have people's standards gone up. And I think that's the best part with Twitter spaces. We'll get to hear people's opinions mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, stay tuned again for more podcast episodes. We really appreciate everyone's continued support. Um, a lot of people have been really enjoying the uh, podcast stuff. I've been seeing some of the, a lot of viewers and listeners tuning in. So thank you if you're a new listener. Uh, as always, do follow us on Twitter at AnyTrends. Uh, we do also launch our Annie Trends Podcast Twitter account, known as Annie Trends Pod. Or you look up Anime Trending Podcast, you should be able to find us there for some updates in terms of new episodes. So don't, uh, so stay tuned to that. We'll definitely be interacting uh, more on Twitter as well uh, and giving you some of the scoops on what's happening here in Anime Trending and the broader anime industry. Nonetheless, thank you very all for your uh, for your time. As always, stay tuned. We do have some very exciting industry stuff coming up. I I literally got some emails just now. <laughs> I have to go address after this podcast. But stay tuned. We got some awesome stuff coming up. Casual flex. But yeah, without further ado, I am Quok. 
Who am I? Hello? Who are, who are you? you? Who are you guys? <laughs> who are you? Tell me in the comments below. Who am I? Mm-hmm. And I'm Nico. And it comes send you. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. <laughs> Alrighty, catch y'all later. Bye. Bye.